dude. Just like, you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Carve Up. John Shimoka here, a.k.a. Shmoo. Alongside me is uh, the very infamous or famous Will Weber, if you like, and our special guest in studio tonight, uh, awesome journalist and esteemed writer for Tracks at Times, Adam Gibson. Welcome to the Carve Up, boys. G'day, mate. How's it going? And lovely to be here with everyone yet again. Yeah, exciting times. Boys, we're heading off to the United States of America for stop number eight on the men's WSL tour and stop number seven on the women's WS WSL tour. And uh, I'll tell you what, it is things are heating up on both the men's and women's sides, guys. Stop number eight of 11, stop number seven of 11, and uh, it's, it's getting quite interesting. Going to a wave... Uh, where they're hosting the Hurley Pro uh, in some very good-looking forecasts at the minute, guys. Um, forecast looking great. The preparation for each uh, – a lot of the surfers have has been amazing. I don't know if you guys have been watching on social media, Adam mm-hmm. and Will, but the, some of the prep videos have been absolutely outstanding, guys. Yeah, well, the Trestles event is always uh, it's such a high-performance wave. You know, it's such a – it's such a wave that can, you know, surfers can really express themselves and pretty much go, go berserk on. And I certainly, I've seen that there's, there's good swell uh, pushing through and I think it's going to push through for the next few days. So it's looking pretty good. Yeah. Will the forecast, uh, I know you've been online checking it out, looking pretty solid. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to have to run this thing pretty quickly. It looks like first day, second day, third day. I don't know how long the comp takes uh, considering the women as well. I mean, in the old days, as soon as it went one foot, the women are on, <laughs> but it looks like we've got four to seven, six to 10. I don't know how it's going to handle that, but uh, maybe it's American feet. And then five to eight on the Friday. So uh, it, you can even battle out in three to four. So look, there's four days, four day window, I reckon. Yeah, I, I think you could be right there. Um, look, it looks amazing. I th- all those hurricanes backed up, back to back. Um, Hawaii has been cranking. The The West Coast of America has been pumping for the last month it seems like it's it's great preparation does anyone lose i don't think we lose as fans and i think the surfers absolutely win regardless of how they they finish up in the event on both the men's and the women's sides well i think the um el El nino is really kicking in in the pacific and so if there's one benefit of climate change maybe it's this back-to-back swells that are pushing through so it's looking really good just about those three hurricanes uh schmoo what what are the reports of hawaii yeah hawaii's been you know they had pretty gnarly hurricanes on either side on the west side of the island as well as the east tracking you know towards the island chain there but uh fortunately for hawaii um they got a bit of rain they got a little bit of weather but outside of that um they got waves um i actually spoke to my dad i speak to him every week and he said he's just been surfing all day sorry i can't talk son i gotta go (laughs) um so i know sandy beach was in the 15 to 15 plus range which is unheard of right yeah um All you got to do is go on uh, Facebook and check out all the the crazy photos. Yeah, so the east sides of the island, a lot of places where you don't generally surf during this time of the year, um, that size have been absolutely on fire. The winds have been good, so uh, I dare say some great uh, footage and photography will be coming out of the east side of the Hawaiian chains. But the focus, gentlemen, is on Southern California. Of course, you got the U.S. Open in July and August, and now you got what I think is the pinnacle of events – 
on the East Coast or sorry, the West Coast of America. That's the Hurley Pro and the Swatch Women's Pro. It's going to light up. I mean, Southern California is going to be lit up for the next four or five days with great surf. It's going to be beamed around the world. And, um, uh, you know, Hurley and Swatch, could they're just licking the chops, aren't they? I think it's a nice, it's a really nice contrast going straight, straight from Tahiti to to Southern California and a wave like Trestles. It's, you know, it's it's just a, it's a different type of wave completely. And you're looking more at the sort of performance guys really, uh, you know, I'm not a massive fan of, of the air game, as they call it, as our friend uh, Chad Spivens does call it a lot. He likes that, but not a big fan of it myself, but I think it's really going to come into play with guys like Josh Kerr and uh, some of the Brazilian guys. Yeah, well, some some of the surfers on both sides of the draw, the men's and the women's, are going to miss out on this fantastic, what's shaping up to be a fantastic, uh, amazing event. Uh, Jordy Smith, Matt Banting, and Stephanie Gilmore, to to name a few. What's your thoughts there? Well, it's a real bummer that Geordie isn't in it because of the massive showdown he had with John John last year. So uh, I was really looking for that, thinking he'd, he'd have to come back. You know, he's been pretty much out of it all this year. So it would have been really exciting to see that showdown come again. Um, look, that's my big bummer because I really wanted to see him shine at Chopu and then bring it here to have that showdown again. But as far as the other injuries, man, you know, it comes with the, the territory and um, hopefully they get back soon. Yes. Uh, poor Stephanie Gilmore, you know, was was looking good, but obviously that knee hasn't uh, healed to where she's comfortable in getting out competing at that level. And, and it's a very high level of competition. So uh, we wish her all the best. Now, uh, some of the guys who will benefit and, and ladies uh, are of past and present, but let's talk about the past, Adam. Yeah. Um, guys like uh, Rabbit Bartholomew, Shane, Shane Horan, Horan yeah. Mark Richards, some yeah. of our all-time favorites. Then you got on the women's side, you got Lisa Anderson, Sofia Milanovic, and, um, and well, Lane Beachley with breaking news, she's, she's just pulled out. Pulled out, yeah. So, you know, to, to get to surf trestles with three, two to three or four other people out is a dream come true, I think, in anyone's, uh, on anyone's wish list. So, you know, going back and watching these guys, is it, I mean, let's be realistic about it. Uh, you want to watch them surf or do you want to watch perhaps the younger generation, the up and comer surf when it's, when it's four to six foot and pumping boys? I think it's, I think it's really good to get a, a reference of those guys in the same conditions as you, as you see the, the modern guys surf. You know, we hold Shane and MR in this uh, hallowed view and hallowed light. We, we really um, hold them up as, as icons and we say these guys were the best best ever but you know obviously they're older but let's see their styles I, I can't wait to see mr surfing you know six foot trestles i mean that, that that's pretty much a dream come true if his back holds up and no, Shane, forget the six foot how about we send him out on the 10 foot day well yeah that'd be well <laughs> i reckon mr and shane will probably still be up for it i'm not sure about the other guys michael oh, will give it a dig he will yeah, yeah of course well there's some great look no disrespect to any of the names we're, we're talking about, the Michael Hose and, and the Mark Richards uh, and the Shanes Harans of this world. Um, but I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Um, get them out there for a little bit. But I, I would prefer to see the next generation get a crack at that stage. Um, what, what it does for me, I'm thinking more from a commercial or, or, or brand side of things now, guys. Yeah. I, I'm really it, – it, it excites me to think that the possibility is there for the, for the next – generation of of who will be our world champion contenders to get out there showcase their their talents their their growing talents in front of the world 
on a worldwide web or on television, if you like, as well as in front of thousands who will be representing down there watching the world's best. I mean, this is a real sort of environment where uh, as a brand, you can sit there and watch and say, this guy or this girl's got what it takes. Uh, I get more excited about that possibility than, let me say it again, I don't mean Mm -hmm. any disrespect to the older blokes because they're my heroes, (laughs) but I I get more excited about watching the next generation because the leadership that's happening now in the WSL with the Mick Fannings and the Joel Parkinson's and the Kelly Slater's and, and the Felipe Toledo's is what these guys are following. And that's exciting. Well, why not chuck them out in the same heat? Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> there's your contrast. Yeah. There's, there's your contrast. I, I think we owe it to rabbit and Mark and Michael and all those guys to, to, Obviously, those guys laid the foundation for the Kellys and, and, yeah. and the Owen Wrights and, and the mix and all that. And again, all due respect to those guys. But the excitement factor for me would come from putting six or f- four – between four and six of the most talented kids out there uh, from around the world and seeing what they got on, on the world's biggest stage. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think that's – I think that's true, but I think it's it's interesting, and I think it's it's a just mixes it up a bit to throw these iconic names into the current mix rather than you know hold them in you know, sort of this museum Adam, view. That, mate, that's exactly right because it's a bygone era, and it's not going to happen again. You're not going to want to see a Damien Hardman and someone else hate. I don't, shouldn't have said that. You know <laughs> what I mean? These guys were the superheroes of of the sport. They had so much flair. You know, color. The 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 guys that built this sport. You're not. This isn't going to go on forever. You're not going to have heritage heats of Kalani, Rob, and Rob Machado. There will be no interest in that in the future. Oh, now I think <laughs> you're drawing a long bow there. I mean, I still get excited to watch. What's but John Shamuka. <laughs> yeah. You know that'll never happen. And the Rod Tr- Kerr. Trust me, off the back of this show, that'll never happen. <laughs> and, and I'm quite happy with that if 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 that's the way it is. Um, so. Look, there's a lot to be desired in the upcoming forecast, gentlemen. We've got so much to talk about on tonight's show, and um, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with your tips on who will win this year's event down in Southern California at the stops number seven and eight for the, both the men's and women right here on the Carve Up. Stay with us. And welcome back to the Carve Up. Uh, plenty of things to talk about on tonight's show. Of course, we are at stop seven and eight on both the men's and the women's tours, respectively. So if you uh, want to follow us around, you can check out our Facebook page. It's the Carve Up Surf Show. Uh, send us through some comments. You know, Tell us what you're thinking. And more or less, keep your comments to yourself. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Write them down. Uh, You can also subscribe, download, listen, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Can you believe that, boys? We're on iTunes. This is good. It's getting professional. There we go. Well, don't call us professional. Never call us professional, okay? (laughs) We just just ad hoc everything. We're the the unprofessional professionals. Yeah, boys. So we're talking about uh, the Hurley Pro and the Swatch Women's Pro. Guys, uh, I reckon this is one of the toughest events to pick from. In terms of winners, who's going to do well? Uh, there's no one surfs bad at trestles. I mean, right. I've seen the kookiest kook rip at trestles. So, guys, this is going to be a tough pick. I want to hear from both of you, Adam and Will Weber. <laughs> who are your picks on the the boys' side? Uh, let's start with the guys. 
Well, who, who wants to? You want to go first, Will, with yours? I know you've got a got a. Well, well it's pretty quick with thoughts. me. It's it's always my favourite Julian. <laughs> <laughs> but look, really, I I want to do three, and I'm going to have Julian as the surfing I've seen on the uh, social media on Facebook of him surfing over in um, Indonesia. He's just yeah. going off tap, and that's totally designed for his warm up for trestles. Uh, Kelly, I really want to see whether he rides the same equipment, let me say that, as Chopu. Yes. <laughs> right. So, um, and then after that, I'm going to go with my first goofy footer I've picked, Italo Ferreira. Italo Ferreira. Well, yeah, he's not on my list, mate, but. <laughs> well, that's why we call it the carve up. You carve it up any way you like, Adam. Who do you think is going to come through with the goods? Well, give us uh, some picks. I'm, I, I just, I, I'm, I mean, I've got a. It sounds sounds bad, but I got an absolute man crush on Mick Fanning this year. I, I do. <laughs> well, I, who doesn't? You see that rig on that boy? Yeah, no, he's like I just. Uh, I've the surfing once was, again. You go too fast, man. Always. Yeah. <laughs> prior, obviously, prior to you know the incident, we'll call it. Um, he was just surfing like beyond. I, I'm pretty sure he was going to get a takedown, Julian, in that final at J Bay, and I was, you know, that was some of the best surfing I'd seen, and I. I think obviously a bit of a hiccup there with um with Chopu and I just I like Mick for for this. Do you think he's back mentally? Well, I mean it's hard to say. He went and surfed shipsterns and and you know that takes a bit of uh, mental steel to do that. So if you're a bit rattled by things, I don't. Are think you serious? Do... He went down the shipsterns. Yeah. So that was that was my lead into no your, your answer, Adam. <laughs> well, he two things. Mm. That wave's crazy. Mm. Secondly. There's some big men well, in grey suits thinking. down there. So, do you think he's back? I, I think. I think. Just. I mean, that to me was evidence that he's either back or he's faking it pretty well. You know. So facing his fears, I'd say. And I reckon. Well, I reckon. And surfing a, a right hander, pretty much, which I, uh, you know, I think it's got to be it's pushing through at, at trestles. And that to me, it, I think. I, you know, I think that that would say to me, I like him for that. Well, look, I think you know that scene. That nine seconds plays yeah. back in my mind nearly every day. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I true. don't know about the other billion, tri- three trillion people around the world, but for me personally, if Mick Fanning is back mentally, he would be one of the. It's one of the best comeback stories. Well, it could be the of, great story of, of surfing of our time. Mm. Um, so you know, I hope he is because mm. I think um, he's not on my list. No, uh, and not for that reason. It's just pure, I'm I'm purely going to base my my re, my picks on on different reasons. But before I get to my picks, boys, yeah. um, so your pick is Mick Fanning. Yeah, and my my ruffie is um I've picked him over the years and I've never got any joy with him. But I, it's a it's a wild card, Adam Melling. I know that's, that's not a name that you hear spoken of in the top echelon. Well, if Poncho Sullivan can get second at trestles, there you go. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's a big boy. Yeah. Um, he, he, if it's right, he yeah. can lay down that back foot and really throw, you know, power surfing, if it's four to six foot, will will come up trumps in that event. I mean, you, you made mention to the air game. You're not a big, big fan of it. That may be, it might not be might totally not be. excluded from, from a big score, yeah. but it won't be a massive factor if it was two to three foot, right? That's right. Yeah. So, Hey, uh, Will, I know you got a, a bunch of friends up there. We're going to give a crazy shout out to uh, a bunch of your friends, uh, somewhere in Newport. Oh, they're actually Newport, not Newport Beach down San Clemente, way, <laughs> But um, they're down Newport, Sydney, out to Big Bill and the boys, Jimmy, Dougie and Dan. Hope you're enjoying the show and everyone else listening out there. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing, Mick Fanning will be the most famous sportsman this year unless 
Jared Hayne scores a touchdown. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Jared Hayne scores a touchdown. Um, a pipeline. Yeah, so big shout out to the crew at the somewhere in Newport here in Australia, not in America. Yeah. And also, too, we got a question. We got our first question of the show online. So keep your questions coming in, ladies and germs, and uh, we will try and get to them throughout the show. This one's from Sean Schaefer saying, what conditions would a pro surfer choose to ride a quad? Well, the quad fin, something that I haven't acquired a taste for, guys, but maybe you, you can elaborate, Will, a little bit more on on what conditions and if and if the conditions coming up at the uh, at the trestles event will be conducive to riding a forefin? Well, look, I reckon with forefins, they're great on your forehand. I mean, Kelly just wrecks this straight out because he does it on everything. I prefer a thruster on the backhand. You get more vertical. But as far as tubey waves, they've got more bite on the face. Um, but with the right setup and, you know, your rockers, you can make that work. Like, And obviously we've seen that with Kelly with the stuff at Chopu. Uh, a lot of guys that use them. So, yeah, I'd just say more bite on the face. So you got more down the line speed. But then if you match that up with a good shaper, then you should be able to get vertical as well. Yeah, so uh, there you go from Will Weber. If anyone knows it, out of this panel, it'll be it'll be him. I <laughs> He's mean, the one. His, yeah, his brother, uh, Greg Weber, uh, designing still to this day some of the best surfboards in the world for some of the best surfers in the world. So good on you, Will. Uh, well, I'm going to get to my picks, boys. Yeah. I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a few, as I do. Of course, I, I just can't settle with one. Um, but I really, like, I really like Owen Wright. If the waves are four to six foot, he can open up his backhand attack. He's going to really uh, utilize that, that size, yeah. that, that length of turn, yeah. that power. And his flair, I think, will be a major factor in getting some big scores this, this coming week. I also like Julian Kelly and, of course, Felipe Toledo. That guy, you know, he's, he's able to produce um, not some of the greatest airs in amongst uh, his competitive repertoire, but also, too, I think his rail surfing has come a long way. But he, he, in order to match it with the Julians and the Owens and the Kellys, he's really going to have to step it up a notch. He's kind of like my little Ruffy in there, but my real Ruffy, um, because he's, he's made the transition from Hawaii, he lives in San Clemente permanently now, surfs this wave every day when he's home. Right, and if it's left, this kid has got one of the most lethal backhands on the planet. Mm. We're talking about Keanu Singh from Hawaii. Right, he's, he's had a few yeah. results this year. He's very comfortable. He's sleeping in his own bed. Uh-huh. I think that equates to a lot. I don't know what you guys think, but he, no, I really he, like what you're saying, he's, there, he's an outside chance, so uh, one to keep an eye on. He's very uh, tenacious. The thing you mentioned about the thing with Owen, I was thinking about guys like Pupo, forgetting all the aerial tricks and stuff. This is also a great wave if it is a you know, four, five, six foot, the guys, if you get your roll on, like uh, Medina did at uh, Snapper when he beat Joel last year, it, it could be the thing where it just turns, just pure, a guy that just gets his groove and rips. Yeah, and that, and that's why um, and that's why it's a bummer to not be able to see last year's champion, Jordy Smith, in this event. I think totally. he is mm. someone that you, you, you know, you, you get glued to the TV set watching and, and it, Power surfing is like denim. It'll never die. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I think that uh, we're in for a great event, boys, but we're going uh, to go to a short break. We're going to come back and talk about the ladies because I love to talk about the ladies Let's on the carve it. up. We're going to carve up the ladies on stop number seven of the WCL tour right after this break. All right, and welcome back to The Carve Up. John Shimoka alongside Will Weber and our special guest, Adam Gibson. Uh, boys, this is the first time on The Carve Up we actually get to talk about a women's event. 
the Swatch uh, Women's Pro yeah. down there at uh, Trestles. And, I mean, the women have come so far in terms of uh, making surfing look fantastic. Not only out of the water, boys, but in the water. Mm. The level is tremendous. I think a lot of people, a lot of guys I certainly know grew up with, they they – they don't give much attention to women surfing. I just sort of have encouraged the guys over the recent years to say, have a look at them because they're actually ripping. And, you know, there was always a bit of a sense of it was never quite as good as the men. But I sort of say, guys, these girls surf better than you. You know, they rip now. Well, that's even better reason to ignore them, in my opinion. The chicks are ripping. It happened about three or four years ago. Yeah. But Snapper just went, wow. Bang, yep. Yeah, I mean, you, you – Talk about the likes of uh, Stephanie Gilmore, who's unfortunately out of this event, Carissa mm. Moore, Malia Manuel, Lakey Petersons, the Laura Anivers, um, the Sally Fitzgibbons of the surfing world nowadays. They're hot, mm. they're sexy, and they rip. And I mean that with all due respect to every single one of the ladies, either on the WSL tour and or on the qualifying tour, because they're selling the sport. And that's what we need to do. I think the ASP is trying to get it right. Sorry, not the ASP, the WSL, beg your pardon, is trying to get it right, but yeah. they haven't hit the nail on the head just yet. No. But let's talk we, – we'll talk about that on another segment. Let's talk a little bit about the wild card in the women's. Bethany Hamilton, what a story that is. Amazing. I mean it gives me goosebumps just to think about how inspirational she is to me when I think I've got problems in the world. And this young lady, attacked by a shark, rides some of the biggest waves in the world, including Jaws on Maui. <laughs> and can go out and rip trestles, which she's going to do this week. That, to me, boys, is world champion material. Man, I just saw a video online of uh, her and Kelly going to trestles. And, man, absolutely ripping. Yeah, Adam, I mean, as a journalist, someone who, who would have seen so many articles or maybe even written mm. one or two about her near-death experience and what she's had to endure and then come back from. She's married now, got a wonderful man by her yeah. side, and she's she's – you know, uh, she's doing great things in the world of surfing, not only in the water, but out of the water too. Mm. She's inspiring people that have never even surfed before. Well, I think hers is one of those stories that really um, transcends surfing. It, it's, it's, it's one of those stories that people in, 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 you know, Adelaide know who don't surf or in, in middle America, they know about Bethany Hamilton. And I think it's a really one of those things that's greater than surfing. So it's, um, it is an incredibly inspirational story. Just the fact that, you know, you, she can lose her arm, continue surfing, maintain a high level of surfing and, you know, just get on with life as if sort of nothing happened. It's, it's a, yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. All right, boys, we're going to touch on, on who we think out of the top five rated women in the world is going to take out this event or is it a roughie? Um, at, at this stage, we've got Courtney Conlog in the first position. Carissa Moore's uh, holding strong at world number two. Sally Fitzgibbons is third. Bianca Betendach is <laughs> fourth. And Lakey Peterson is uh, rounding out the top five. No Tyler Wright in there, which is interesting. I, I'll make note of that. Mm. Um, she's normally in the top five. Boys, out of that top five, who wins this event? Will Weber. Courtney. Oh, quick this time. Jeez. How's that? Just That's Courtney. Good. Uh Adam? The ball's in your Courtney. Yeah, yeah I, well, I, like, I like Courtney too, but I think Carissa's probably a massive chance. But I also like Bianca Buttendach. I just like to say her name. Yeah, well, look, good. that's a good selection as, as a roughie because if it's big, mm. she's very tall young lady and she can really, Strong. like Owen Wright, open up her turns a lot more on the open face. 
But I'm gonna, I can't look past Carissa Moore, the two-time yeah. world champion. She is, she is probably one of the most winningest women or females ever at Trestles, just like Kelly Slater is, right. who's in my picks as well, just by the way, so I can gloat when they are both <laughs> win boys. Um, just make so, note of that. Yep. Just make note of that. And then, you know, uh, so those are our picks from the women's side, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, give us your thoughts and your, your comments on our Facebook page, The Carve Up Show. Check it out. Tell us if we're right or wrong, what we need to change, and uh, we'll uh, we'll banter on. But right now, we're going to go to a short break. Come back with more of The Carve Up with Will Weber and Adam Gibson right after this. And welcome back to The Carve Up. John Shimoka, Adam Gibson, and, of course, Will Weber with you to talk about all things, uh, well, breaking, as I'd like to point out right now. Breaking news just in. Um, we've been reading over the wire today that, uh, it seems as though Quicksilver, one of the most iconic brands in the sport of surfing, uh, is going to be filing for chapter 11 boys bankruptcy. Yeah. Not looking good for Quicksilver. I think it's, it must emphasize it's the, I think it's the American arm of Quicksilver. It's, it's not affecting, they're saying at this stage, it's not affecting Australia or the or the European operations. But as my experience with these things over the years, uh, as, a, as a former finance journalist back in another life, um, they can really, um, it can be sort of infect the rest of the business operations and it becomes a, it, it gets a groundswell to to use a surfing term and really can um really can affect their other other arms of the business so let's wait and see yeah yeah will, will what's your take on this man it's really hard like there was a time when all these the big three where you're talking rip curl billabong quicksilver just ran it and looked like the world was their oyster i there was a lot of people that were bitter at them going, oh, they've taken so much from surfing. They're just looking after the lucky few and we're probably wishing this stuff on them. You know, I could say that at certain times. Uh, it, but you know what? Now thinking about it, it's a little sad that, um, I mean, they went for too much. Uh, they should have kept close to home, I think, and nurtured the local ranks, the local uh, competition scene. Perhaps, you know, I don't know if you can run a business at that level in this day and age. Did big business get them and just rape them to the, its logical end? Um, it may be so. Yeah, look, I think once the horse, horse bolts with a brand like Quicksilver, which it did back in the uh, the sort of the mid-70s to the early 80s, you know, uh, when John Laws and Alan Green did such a fine job at building some of the best board shorts in the world, mm-hmm. and then it just manifested into all these different sort of product types, and it was just the way – of the world it was moving forward right um so i feel for john and and um and alan two great human beings who started a company back in 1969 and and today it's become one of the most iconic surf brands uh in the world i worked with the quicksilver organization some great people there who are going to suffer i feel for the people who have put in their heart and soul into that brand no matter what part of the world or franchise or licensee that they worked uh, within for Quicksilver, um, who will now suffer at, at the the d- demise of the brand through um, bad leadership. Well, mate, or is it the birth and the death of an animal? You know how these companies started. You read the books like Jeff uh, Hackman's stories on it. I don't want to allude to it all, but most of these companies were started on, sh- on shady deals and risky <laughs> business. And but more than that, it was the heart to do that, to take the risk to do it. I mean, just because other people do strange things in business around the world, these were surfers, they did it their way, 
They started out of pure passion so they could be surfing on crowded waves and loving the sport, like purely, forget even the word sport, loving surfing and getting, you know, this is what they want to do for their whole life. Yeah, I tell you who's... But the thing's been got on. I tell you, boys, in my opinion, who's in the box seat on this one, I think... uh the, the still to this day privately owned companies that didn't succumb to pressures to to going on the American stock exchange or the That's Australian right. stock exchange, yeah. the companies like O'Neill, the companies like Rip Curl, yeah. who yeah. have weathered so many different storms, so much turmoil, and stayed true to the roots. I'm not saying Quicksilver or Billabong didn't stay true true to the roots. They tried as much as they could. But what we all have to understand, I'm sure we do, is the fact that when you're governed by your shareholders to produce certain things and many there's many things that we can talk about but we don't have enough time um you're at the mercy of what they say and what the board of directors now Andrew Mooney who came in from the Disney corporation to resurrect or rebuild that company obviously didn't do a good job and it's where it is today so it's unfortunate guys with Quicksilver but who's the real loser here um let's talk about some of their surfers that we've already mm-hmm. touched on their employees but Dane Reynolds Craig, yeah, well, Craig what's Anderson. what's going to happen to those guys? I mean, do they do we suddenly find that the money, the rivers of gold stop and they, those guys get dropped? I don't know. You it's know. already hard enough to get a sponsorship in surfing. Now we've lost potentially one of the most iconic brands in the world, in the history of our sport. Um, where do kids turn to, boys? Talk to me. A- answer these questions. Now, well, tell me, is the Quicksilver Wave going to turn into a Target logo? It, well, that's right. Is, is this the end of it? Will we never see the logo, or is it going to go into Target and join the the round circle? Well, I think I think what's happening now in in the states at, right at this moment is that there's, there's a lot of people coming in from you know venture capitalists. Capitalists, they're coming in. They're not surfers, and but they are business people, and they're looking at this as a brand and seeing where they can take it as a brand, and they'll they'll push it into Middle America if they have to. As a you know, what happened to you know, some gotcha and things like that. You see them hang, hang 10 and all these brands, which are generic brands now. And um, if, the, if that's the way that they can see they can make bucks out of it, it will be in target. All right. Well, let's, let's I was le- going to say it could go halal, but not in middle America. No. Well, let's, 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 uh, let me leave you with this one thought about, um, about the Quicksilver situation. Let's remember the Oak Tree Capital Management, mm. right? They own parts of Billabong. And they own Pacific Sun, where Pac Sun, mm. right, which is a department store in America that carries a lot of brands that you just spoke about, Adam. Yeah. And let's hope that they have different plans other than putting Billabong and Quicksilver into those department stores, because I tell you what, that would be a, a waste of a brand, big time, boys. Waste of icons. Waste of icons. And we're going to leave you to ponder that thought with this little song. Back in the good old days, when uh, there are a bit of happier times with Quickie. Unfortunately for them, they uh, may be in in uh, bankruptcy stage at the moment but we'll leave you with some talking heads and burning down the house
Ah, welcome back to the Carve Up. Brings me back to the good old days, Will and Adam. I tell you what, burning down the house, talking heads. And uh, speaking of burning down the house, one of the houses <laughs> that may be under pressure is Quicksilver. We spoke about that before the break, gentlemen. You know who wins, who loses out of this whole ordeal, and um, we're going to touch on what happens between this event and the next event, which just so happens to be the Quicksilver Pro in France. Now, um, and those surfers who are affiliated with the brand on their sponsorship right now, the, you know, the Jeremy Floreses, the Ritz Aramburus, the Wiggly Danteses of the world. But most importantly, gentlemen, riddle me this. <laughs> Did Kelly Slater know prior to leaving Quicksilver that uh, the ship was sort of not right? Well, well, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And the other question would be, was Kelly getting out of it? Was that made the ship unbalanced? You know, was that the, was that the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak? Uh, I reckon he was saying he wasn't getting his paycheck. First off, I'd like to say Crammy got out in time with Kadu. Yeah. <laughs> All those years back. He was way ahead of his oh, cut off sleeve t-shirts and yeah, Kadu. But I'll tell you, Kelly would have seen it was going down and went, I don't want a piece of this stinking stuff on the nose of my board. And when he left, that thing looked like a question mark more than a bloody wave, Here's which my- is funnily enough how he started with them before he got signed to him. He had a question mark on his uh, board shorts at uh, Huntington saying, who cares? Well, here's an yeah. interesting one, boys. Kelly Slater won his first big pro paycheck, $30,000 at the Bud Surf Pro, I believe, at Trestles. And this right. week we find out at the Trestles event. That Quicksilver is now going into a bankruptcy, potentially. Full uh, cha- circle. Chapter 11. I mean, there's so many different scenarios, right? But uh, I guess, ladies and gentlemen out there listening, you know, send us your comments on our Facebook page, The Carve Up Show. Tell us what you think. Did Kelly Slater know or not? And did he get out because of that reason? And uh, Kelly, if you're listening, if you're listening, it's a schmoo here. I want a, I want a Facebook direct message from you. The truth. We want the truth. Because you know why? It. We can handle the truth. <laughs> So, boys, I, I want an incentive deal. I want to go back on the APSA. <laughs> Super unknown. What's it called? Super unknown? Outer unknown? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, something like that. Outer known. That's okay. his new brand. Can't afford it. Yeah. Can't, af- can't yeah. afford it. Known. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, let's talk about title contenders as we look at uh, the event number eight for the boys. Um, the top 10 as it stands at the minute. Adriano de Souza, Mick Fanning, Owen Wright sits in 30s up two spots. Julian Wilson down one to number four. Felipe Toledo, who started off with uh, barnstorming results in the beginning of the year, sort of sort of plateaued. And then you got King Kelly sitting in number six within striking range. We're around the 400 meter mark, and here he comes, the 11 times world champion. And then you got Jeremy Flores up a, a astounding seven spots after uh, Tahiti, and Josh Kerr up one spot. My surprise is Italo Ferreira. He's number nine in the world right now, guys. I mean, kid rips, but in the top 10 in his first year mm. on tour. And then Gabriel Medina, one of the big movers as well, sits in the top 10. So out of those names I just mentioned or rattled off, guys, um, thoughts? Well, to me, I think that Adriana D'Souza is like a, a runner who's busted out of the blocks pretty well, and he's leading the field quite well, and he's 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 getting all the raps as the as he rounds a track, and maybe it's the fifteen hundred. And um, but the 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 pack is massing behind him. I think he may be well, pretty well swamped. And I, you know, I actually, I think that um, I think he's going to be left left standing still. Um, 
Uh, we don't do other sporting analogies on the Sorry, WSL mate. here. <laughs> I was just about to break into one for horse racing myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. He's gone out. He's, he's, gone, out big. he's gone into the ground. <laughs> I don't know Come where on. I'm going with that. Yeah, but no, I, I, as I said before, I think that I, 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 despite the shark incident and maybe his head's not right, I'm not sure, but I'm liking the story of Mick Fanning coming home. I think if he does, it will be it will be a even bigger story than the actual shark incident. So that that's laying it down for me, I think, Fanning. Look, I, I'm looking at it. Everyone's going to be carrying a couple of nines. Even with um, if Adriano goes well, he's got a 13th and a 5th. That rounds out to a ninth. So, look, I think from pretty much Kelly, Jeremy, I just chuck in there. If someone wins two, then I think they're there. Um, beyond that, it's going to be the closest showdown in years because, yeah, as I said, look, everything I'm looking at, they've got their two throwaways and it pretty much rounds out to guys holding on two nights. So from, you know what, this is, it's a four contest uh, grand final. Let's go. Yeah. Look, uh, boys, all good points. Um, You know what, what really tickles me fancy (laughs) is the fact that it's shaping up to finish in Hawaii pipeline where it should. Right. And everyone from where you said, including Jeremy, who's a former pipe master, right. Has a shot at this thing. So Europe will dictate a lot, but if if I if I was if I was forced to pick right now, I would have to say Owen Wright looks the best for me. I think I, like um, yep. I think you know he's a great story coming back from his back injury. Um, yep. My sentimental favorite, just because he's the king of surfing, would be another great story is Kelly to win a dozen world titles, never a record that would never be matched. Uh, but then the story of the century is Mick Fanning. But um, if I was to choose one, and, and your analogy about the, the pack getting closer to Adriano de Souza, he's a bolter. Mm-hmm. So after 1,200 meters, most times he's got nothing. Um, whole, you know, he's, he's definitely done better in big waves. Yeah. But as we hit the European leg, he's won in Portugal. Yeah. He, you know, he's, he's had great runs there. But I think if it does stay true to form, guys, if it comes down to Hawaii – you can't look past Owen Wright. You can't look past Mick Fanning, and of course Kelly, who's one most winning is surfer ever at Pipeline. So, is that out of those three, you think? Yeah, I think I think Owen's looking really good. I, I I may have mentioned Kelly's in one of our first shows, guys, but the more I, I think about it and and do some research on where Owen is mentally, just by his interviews, just by the way he's surfing, just by the way he he looks um, from event to event. I think bringing the mental thing in there, Adriano is unreal as the underdog coming in, and he's got he's got Kelly's number, that's for sure. But he doesn't handle the pressure. He's got a lot of emotion, and when it gets to the big thing, man, he just he melts down. I'm sorry, but and also too, I'll throw this one in, in, into the mix, boys. Don't be surprised if Felipe Toledo comes out and wins. <laughs> Don't be well, surprised. What about Julian Wilson? I mean, no one's talking. Look, I mean, th- we just said seven guys, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think your picks are great, Adam. I think Will's picks are great. I think always, my, my, my picks are always great. They never always come home, but uh, like I used to back on tour. But uh, look, they're all great boys, and, and it, Europe will say a lot. So let's just leave it there. Um, who wins the world title in 2015, boys? It's a great race, and I'm stoked we're watching it. Let's take a short break. We'll come back. I think we're going to talk to Chud Spivens somewhere. Uh, stay with us right here on The Carve Up. And welcome back to the Carve Up, John Shimoka, alongside Adam Gibson, and of course, uh, Will Weber. 
He's with us uh, as well in the studio here. And of course, gentlemen, we are uh, we're talking about trestles, stops number seven and eight on the WSL tours for both the men and women, shaping up to be a, an amazing week of uh, waves and surfing from the world's best in Southern California. And of course, uh, speaking of Southern California, one who's someone who spends most of his time that right there in T Street is on the line with us now, straight from the horse's guts. It's Chud Spivens. Chudo, you there? Yeah, guys, on the beach and so stoked to have my, my toes in the sand. I've had a Boston iron shoe, so I'm back in O.J. County, San Clemente. You know that means the Spanish castle. This is where we're from, and I'm back down around the fire. It's totally out of one of those advertisements of love. I'm down here with Katie Vanola, Cara Fauna, and the guys from Fu Manchu. And don't forget Chud. Chud's right out there with, you know, the guys that rule this place, that skate and surf, and, you know, Solo. My mate Solo's here. Chad, it's Adam Gibson, mate. I, I, I interviewed you a, a couple of months ago. I'm not sure whether you were at T Street then or maybe you were at Jopu. Uh, what's it like to be back back home? Adam, it's so good to hear your refreshing voice again. Nice to see how you put that piece together in Tracks Magazine. Man, after I got out of that, that submarine from Damwell City with those insane Peruvian guys, to be back home and just walking these streets up the train tracks, you know, going to T Street. Not many people know that's Trafalgar Street. Trafalgar. It sounds so English, but man, to me, it, it, it is my queen. It's nice to know the queen is, she's taken the legacy so high. She's the Kelly Slater of Queens. So good to be back. I've even got a mate here, Scott McCrannells, Chris Frohoff. Man, the guys, we've got an astro deck on. We've all stripped our wax back, and we've done astro deck from head to base. Hey, uh, Chad Shmoo here, buddy. Uh, good to hear your voice. And uh, listen, have you ran into Matt Archibald, Christian Fletcher, or even Dino and Dino uh, since you've been home? I heard you've been hanging out with them uh, as of late before your, uh, your whirlwind uh, trips. Well, look, man, it's so good. You know, those guys were so inspirational. They're such a crop of guys. But, you know, Archie's still a little upset that I locked him in his U-Haul trailer all those years ago when he was, you know, getting a bit rad for even my liking. And, you know, Christian, man, he's off kissing monks in Lua too. I'll be seeing him again because I'm going to Grudge in October. But, you know, the Dave Eggers, man, where's my baby boy? Yeah, so uh, you've been down watching the boys and the girls warm up for – the Hurley Pro and the Swatch Women's Pro down there. Um, give us your take and your thoughts on, on what kind of surfing we can expect this week. Man, there's a lot of hot action. That Laura Enneva, she's just squirting off the bottom. There's a guy's getting a lot of projection. I'm really interested in the guys going left this year if they're going to punt. It depends on the winds. We've got swells up to 10 feet. That's huge. We've got these insane illusion swells coming at us. They're hurricanal. And we're just wondering if it's going to be layback city or is it going to be taken to the air like hand glider where I want to go floating off into the next place that is Europe. Well, Chad, I, I know just on that note on the biggest swell, I know that you're a massive fan of, of rails. And I'm um, just wondering if rails are going to be a quite an important uh, aspect of this competition. It's nice you mentioned that, Adam, because it was rails last year. The guys have halved their rails. It's impossible to even conceive. They've, they've, they've taken it back. Something is removed. I cannot see what it is with my own eyes, but I can only feel that perhaps it's Danny Kwok-inspired. I think we're getting more tail-orientated, perhaps. 
Double flies and swallows. I'd love to have seen Jordy here because the guy would have taken a groove, maybe even a glass coat. All right, Chud, good to hear from you, buddy. And one last word, if we can. Who's your pick for the event on both the men's and the women's side? I'm going with a nice little Asian salad, the new guy from Japan. I don't know if he's full-blood Japanese or if he's my Danny Kwok spotted Japanese with the balls all over him, but I like the kid. He's fresh, he's hot, and I just want to do something nice for him. Hey, guys, what's that over there? Pass one of those. Hey, see you guys, got to go. Put your top back on. You'll start a Huntington disaster. Oh, good on you, Chad. It's always Thanks, good. Chad. Uh, how good is he? Give out. He's uh, he's great, isn't he? He's, he's good value. He's our on ground reporter at uh, at all the events, and his insight is 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 spectacular. Well, he's got an insight, and um, it's it's certainly very insightful. Often. Yeah, very entertaining to say the least. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this week of the Carve Up, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in, and we will be back in uh, somewhere in between the start and finish of the WSL Tour. Stops 7 and 8 for both the men and the women. Thanks for joining us on the Carve Up. Until next time, keep it in the surf.